To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Heather Duplessis Allen Drive podcast from Newstalk ZB. So here we go. Labor's up, Nationals down, and Labor would form the next government. The One News Cantar poll has Labor on 36, the Nats on 34, Act and the Greens are both on 11. Labor and the Greens would hold 60 seats. National and Act would hold 57 seats. Uh, Barry Soper is the senior political, our senior political correspondent, rather. Barry, hello. Uh, hello again, Heather. Okay, what's going on here that the Nats are, are, are falling down? Well, it's not only the Nats. Uh, Labor fell as well. They came down two percentage points. Um, and the Nats, three. And if you combine those two, that's five, a change of five points. Where did they go to? Literally, they most of them, of course, went to the Greens, uh, four of them, and one of them went to ACT. The Greens and uh, ACT are now on 11%. So that's an interesting sort of juxtaposition of figures, if you like. And um, under this scenario, and I don't believe this is going to happen for one minute, but under this scenario, the Modi party, um, they would be, they would have three seats and uh, they would determine who was going to be the government. Uh, I can't see that happening. But um, And if you look at the uh, personal popularity ratings, Heather, that uh, certainly not good for Christopher Luxon. He really, really hasn't... Um, sold the sausage yet when it comes to the National Party. He's down by 5%, and Chris Hipkins, he's up by 4% to 27 But don't forget, this is a new Prime Minister. Uh, this is a significant poll, but um, there will be the element of the honeymoon bump. Uh, it just depends on how long it's going to last and how many policies we'll see between now and maybe the budget and post-budget uh, from the National Party. Chris Luxon must be packing himself, don't you think? Well, you know, he, he'd be worried because, look, Chris Luxon is a, a bit of a student of politics. He clearly believed he could pull it off. He probably would never have want, wanted to go as soon as he did uh, after such a short time in politics. Nevertheless, he's there. Uh, and, uh, you know, if, if, he wants, uh, if he wants some traction, which he clearly needs, uh, he's really got to come out with some significant policy. Yeah, Barry, thank you. Barry Soper, senior political correspondent. Right, let's get the reaction from one of the men in charge of the Labour Party, Finance Minister Grant Robertson. Minister, hello. Evening, Heather. Are you pleased with yourself? <laughs> no, but what we've got here is a poll that I guess shows, you know, this is going to be a pretty tight election, but one that I think shows that, you know, Chris Hipkins is doing a good job as Prime Minister. Um, people have, you know, got confidence in what we're doing, but no counting of chickens here, Heather. What do you reckon is working for you guys? Oh, I think a lot of things are. I mean, firstly, you know, this is a period of time during which we've been doing a lot with response to the cyclone. I think people, you know, do trust us when, when there are things that go wrong, crises that need to be dealt with. You know, we've, we've stepped up quickly and swiftly and provided support there. And I think, you know, in, in fairness to Chris Hipkins, I think he's done a really good job of fronting the media, of being out there in the community talking about the cost of living and what we're doing in that space. So, you know, the, it's very early days and we've got a long way to go to the election, but it's going to be a competitive election, that's for sure. Do you think that you can hold the polls all the way through to the election? Once once we've come off the back of, you know, the cyclone and you're not giving, getting as much coverage and the cost of living keeps yeah. on dragging on and all that stuff, and we go through winter and the, the health system isn't that flash, can you hold the numbers? 
Yeah, I think we can, um, but our job is to work hard every day to make sure that that happens, and you saw the announcements today around the 1st of April changes and the boosts that are going on for low-income people there, um, the work that we'll do through the budget. You know, the budget's always a good opportunity for us to talk about what we're going to do and lay out our plans. So, yeah, I think we can, but we have to work hard at it, and, you know, I think that's what we've seen here over this first part of the year is we put the work in. Um, those numbers are, uh, you know, are better than they were, but nobody takes anything for granted. What does Jacinda think about how well Chris is doing? I don't know. I haven't asked her. You oh, ask. come on now. Have you not at all? I'll tell you what. I know Jacinda. I haven't asked her, but I know Jacinda pretty well, and she'll be incredibly pleased for her friend. Oh, you're not just avoiding the subject because it might be a sore one. No, sore I just point. said I think if you ask her, you'll find that she's pretty happy for Chris, and she's a very loyal member of the Labour Party. I know what you said. All right. So on the cost of living package announced today, super going up, the student allowance going up, and the benefits going up, is that going to push up inflation? Oh, no, I think these these would have been largely factored into the predictions that, that there is for inflation. Um, you know, and also these are the people who really need it. And we've got to always strike that balance, don't we, between making sure that those on the lowest income have enough to meet the increasing cost of living. But I think by and large, these would have been factored into predictions. Who factored it into what predictions? Well, when in terms of where we think inflation is going to go, the Reserve Bank and others look at this sort of material when they're making their predictions. But did they know that these benefits were going to go up? Well, on 1st of April, changes happen every year. Um, these are ones that reflect the, where we're at with inflation. The one where there's perhaps a slight difference is that we've decided to increase um, main benefits by the rate of inflation rather than 6.24%, which would have been the average wage uh, increase. Uh, that's because that's how we index benefits now, uh, but we felt that that wasn't fair on main beneficiaries, and so we've gone for the, the higher uh, number there, which is the rate of inflation. So you reckon not a big deal? Oh, look, I think there's a big deal for the people involved, in but terms in terms of, of the macroeconomic level, no, not so much. Okay, do you reckon we're already in recession? No, I don't, but I think, you know, I don't, I can't answer that definitively. We've obviously got the GDP numbers coming out, and I see that the economists this week, and I see that many of the economists are saying they think there will be a slight contraction. Um, but, you know, where we at in terms of the first part of the year, it'll be very hard to know, but obviously the cyclones won't have helped with that. So we'll have to wait and see what comes out on, on Wednesday. What's your take on, on the implications of the Silicon Valley Bank on us? Is this all, all dealt with and we're fine? Pretty limited on New Zealand, I think, is, is the thing. Now, I don't want to diminish, and I heard you say in your intro, you're going to be talking to people who do bank with um, Silicon Valley banks. So for individual customers, there may be some, some consequences. But, you know, the, our banking system is stable, and the Reserve Bank's been clear in their advice to us that they don't see this as affecting us particularly with regards to our banking system. Um, but obviously, we keep a wary eye on things that happen in the US. Now, Grant, are you going to try and cut the consultant's spend back? Because it's getting out of hand. Well, I think as the Prime Minister said this week, you know, we, we make our expectations clear that consultancy services should be used when they're needed and have to be used, not not sort of willy-nilly, and we've got to make sure we keep to that. I think most of the consultancy spend that I'm aware of and that I've seen is justified. I mean, when you're doing big reform projects like Three Waters, whatever you think of Three Waters, or the health system reforms, you're going to need to bring expertise in to do that. And obviously the consultants we use in industries like IT and roading and so on, there's not many 
options there, you have to use them. But, you know, I take the point. It's a big spend. We've got to make sure that it's only being used when it really should be. Are you going to bring it down? Have you got a number by how much you're going to cut it? No, I'm not. It's all about making sure we do the, the work that's needed. And But obviously the Prime Minister's, you know... Because uh, the Nats have got a number. They've got a number the of 400. In terms of reprioritisation, and so that helps yeah. when we, we get the focus right there. So you can't match the Nats? They want to scrap $400 million out of it? Yeah, so that's, you know, I thought that was interesting because they the examples they gave were where money had already been spent. So I'm not quite sure which ones they're talking about. Well, if it's been spent and you're not going to spend it again, then you can basically take it out, can't you, out of next year's spending? No, it doesn't quite work that way with the consultancy stuff because most of that isn't in the baseline expenditure, so it doesn't quite work that way. It depends on the, the actual example, but as I say, the Nats haven't given us okay. those, so I don't know. So if you don't take any, if you haven't got any plans to take any out, then I take it you just, yeah, you, we're just going to muddle along and just see what the bill is at the end of the year. Well, as I say, we've made our expectations clear to government agencies and, and, and obviously with some of the reprioritisation, that means there are fewer things um, that we're, we're spending money on generally that offers some opportunities to see it reduce. Good stuff. Hey, thank you very much, Grant. Grant Robertson. For more from Heather Duplessis Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4pm weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.